This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's your boy Guru from Steiny and Guru, noon to three, right here on 95.7 The Game. Now back to my two guys. I actually feel like I do a show with them on the changeover. Willard and Diaz, right here on 95.7 The Game. Well, you do, and I'm especially looking forward to the changeover uh, coming up toward the end of our show here in a couple of hours because we didn't get to do the first one today. That Brian Baldinger just coming in here and changing the whole damn process. You talk blocking SOB? Unbelievable. It's all right, Baldy. I'm not going to try to cross yeah, you. It's all good. It's all good. But I like our changeovers. I do too. I don't. I don't, don't want to miss out on that. So uh, I got a decent feeling we may we may go the long haul with uh, Stein and Good today. Yeah, I might, we might do the whole noon hour with them. We'll see. We may have to to make up Probably for uh, the morning one and the Friday one with the with the morning roasters is usually a little bit different because you know Bonte you can see is usually. Shuffling he's and, twitching. Yeah, yeah he's, he's twitching like, to get out of here. Get here and you know, Joe a lot of times is either heading to the gym or he's heading <laughs> up airport. to his cabin. Yeah. So and I get it. I mean, having done mornings for God, I did mornings in this market for about fifteen years. They tired, man. And but the beauty of the Friday show is if you can get up out of here immediately after the show, it's like having a three day weekend. Yes. Because yeah. you get the whole Friday and then Saturday by, and Sunday. Home by nine thirty in the morning. Exactly. So yeah. I get it. But I, I did kind of miss it this morning too, Mark. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, uh, and I, you know, I'll say this too. I, I like um, just a quick aside, and, and for everybody who's a ninety-five-seven the game listener, like I was watching Bonte on TV the other night when the Warriors uh, blew that game, and I was watching. <laughs> So first of all, his face is just like you guys be kidding me, right? But what the hell just happened out there? But do you ever watch Bonte and just stop and think, like, good lord, dude, when are you gonna faint? Like, oh my gosh, so tired. In fact, I went. We went to Christy and I went to dinner with some really good friends. Lovely Christy. Lovely Christy and I. We go to we go to dinner with some friends last night, and I think that they sort of like they get confused sometimes when oh you do morning radio. So so the uh, one of one of the uh, people in the couples like what time do you get up in the morning? Yeah. I'm like the regular regular time, yeah. Like just when I wake up, and then you know the kids go to school, and we walk the dog and have breakfast, and I leave at like 7:45 in the morning. It's like a regular, it's just a regular, regular person totally, over here, yeah. Right? Like, I, but it, that now that's different if you're doing morning radio. And yes, man. To be getting up at 3:30 in the morning and then have a night job too, and the, and the little one at home and naps in between. Uh, respect, respect. I oh my gosh, it's a lot. The cap and it's I, a I lot. was doing it, doing it a lot in like from 07 to 2011. I was doing a ton of high school play by play, and then I was doing San Jose yeah. Earthquakes yeah. sideline yeah. while also doing mornings across the street, and then mornings here on the big league station. And so <laughs> I know what he's going through. Now I wasn't doing quite the same high profile gig that he's doing, but the hours don't care. No, and no. I remember driving back. Driving back from like doing a Stockton Ports game on a Wednesday night, Stockton Ports against the Modesto Nuts, and you get out of there at about ten o'clock. You get home at eleven thirty, and you're up at three forty-five, and 
I used to sleep in my cubicle. No, I mean, people look at your bald head and they think, they, they don't realize you're I'm only... the real bald They do not realize that you're only 32 years old. <laughs> it's just that you've done, it's, you've done some morning radio. So anyway, uh, glad you're with us. 888-957-9570 is the number. What's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. And a reminder, we got a home football game for the 49ers this weekend and you know what that means. The Red and Gold pregame show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal is live from the Hilton Santa Clara starting at 11.30 a.m. on Sunday. The pregame show is presented by Harris Ranch Beef, Legendary Beef, Legendary Quality, and Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey. Taste the world's number one bourbon. So come out and see the guys, especially if you're heading to this football game this weekend, and we'll get back to that game in just a few. So I was saying this early. Kyle and I are in the elevator, and I go, all right, winter meetings visualize the difference in how you will feel about the Giants offseason solely this way. Just visualize, because it's coming. I don't know. It might happen in five minutes. The tweet, whoever sends it, Morosi, hopefully it's not Heyman for crying out loud. Rosenthal, whoever's going to send it, that tweet is coming. And I want each of you to do this exercise. I've already done it today, even though it makes you a little queasy. Visualize that tweet coming through and saying, Carlos Correa and the San Francisco Giants are in agreement on an 11-year, $325 million contract. Or, Carlos Correa and the Minnesota Twins are in agreement on an 11-year, $325 million contract. That tweet for which we are waiting represents to me one of the biggest, if not the biggest, forks in the road for the Farhan Zaidi era running the San Francisco Giants. I know that for most of us, we've been thinking for months that Aaron Judge is that fork in the road, and he was the big fish, but he was never promised I maintained that we were the underdogs all along and we have now processed that story and Aaron Judge didn't stay. But I will tell you, the Giants by many insiders have been considered the favorites for Carlos Correa for weeks and secondly that's the only real, real big name left. Yeah. And so you gotta get him. So what's the difference and how you feel about the offseason as a whole as to whether that tweet says Giants or if that tweet says Twins or fill in whatever other right. team. To use a golf analogy, it's the difference between Farhan making the cut or not being around for the weekend. And by being around for the weekend, I mean the 2023 season or the 2024 season, rather, <laughs> because he'll be here for 2023 and short of this team going on another dream-like, fluky 107-win run with a roster without Carlos Correa, I don't know how Farhan Zaidi survives the cut and makes it to the weekend. Because yeah. if you look at the expectation this offseason, whether or not they were his words or the public perception, and Mark, in this case, I don't think that there's a tangible difference between what the Giants said and what people actually expect or thought they heard. Because what people thought they heard was, you will not be outbid on Aaron Judge. You were outbid on Aaron Judge by a team that didn't get him. You didn't get Aaron Judge. You and I have been Brandon Nemoing people into submission, and you didn't get Brandon Nemo. That now, one whether, doesn't bother me. That one doesn't but bother I'm, me. I'm, just yeah, saying, yeah. I'm talking yep. about the general yep. public yep. perception. We talked about, like... What would make this a successful offseason? And even if you didn't get Judge, we talked about, you know, Nemo and Correa. Well, if you don't get Nemo, you didn't. If you don't get Correa, and you may not, what are you left with? I mean, Dansby Swanson's probably not coming here. Then you look I at, don't think, yeah. Are we going to go to Elvis Andrus? Are we looking at Sean Manaya, Brandon Drury? None of it matters. None of this matters. None of it matters. So I think if you don't get Correa, if that tweet comes out and he goes elsewhere, then... He doesn't make the cut, and I don't think he's around for the weekend. We got some great fake tweets coming in on YouTube right now. whole lot of fun. Thank you, Drew Down and SC. I see all you guys. 
Carlson Correa appears headed to the Giants. Book it. Okay. <laughs> Carl Correa appears headed to the Giants. What can we do with Carlos Correa's name to turn it into an arson Aaron situation? Um, yeah. Carlo Correa. By the way, Carlo Correa. Yeah, how it's good, Spadon. How would any of you feel if this news is broken by John Heyman? And what if the word appears is not in it? I mean, John Heyman is still John Heyman. I mean, he may break this He's news. He's legit, yeah. If, if John Heyman says Carlos Correa to the Giants, <laughs> what's your first reaction? I need a second source. I'm sorry, but yeah, I mean, I get it. First, um, first things first is you check the account to make sure it's really the John, John Heyman. Heyman yes. Nowadays, blue check marks are flying all over the place. Good point. They're flying like Brazil penalty kicks uh, off the crossbar, off Oof. the off the post. But you would have to wait then for. I'm afraid for confirmation from a second source. You know, if it's Kenny Rosenthal, as first reported by by John Heyman. Because maybe it's Kenny Heyman. Because I know he's got his podcast <laughs> hey, here. Man, yeah. yeah, on the Odyssey yeah, John Heyman. Yeah, so you gotta be you gotta be extra cautious. Unfortunately. Oh gosh, Dennis on YouTube, huge buzz about uh, Carton Correa. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah, right here in the lobby. Anyway, um, this is this is massive because I uh, I realize that so many fans we have been so ultra focused on Aaron Judge. But if I were to paint an off-season uh, story for you, because that's what's been really the big deal. Like, this off-season needs to not only, I think, be productive baseball-wise, it needs to be productive in terms of building off off-season optimism with the fan base. And I know that is not judged, but is freaking Correa now, yeah. okay? This is a star player. And if you start to imagine a roster coming together, and I know that it triggers a lot of you, the word platoon, but we know the Giants are going to do that to a certain degree. A certain degree? I had a buddy last night go, hey, who is playing first base? And I can see first base ending up being a grab bag of Wilmer Flores and J.D. Davis and Lamont Wade. Do not say Tommy LaStella. Do not say Tommy LaStella. Over under six and a half guys play first base this year for the Giants. Oh, God. Like, like even for a play? Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, for an inning. For an inning. I mean, six and a half, Over is that too low? Six and a half. No, I don't think that's too low. I think that's a good number because you are going to get you're going to get VR, you're going to get Flores, you're going to get JD Davis, Josh Peterson, you might get Brandon Belt. <laughs> you watch your mouth, Mark Willard. What if they do? What if they're like, hey, two million bucks, Brandon Belt, be on the team. Let's see what might happens. Might as well. I mean, what the hell? So this is my point. If you did, you want three left-handed hitting outfielders, right? Well, Jock, Yaz, Wade. Now, what's your right-handed hitting outfield? Well, you signed Mitch Haniger. Slates. Thank you. I Slates, can't do this. Slates is out there, and they've said they need a second outfielder. What if that guy was Will Myers? Okay, again, not going to cost you a whole lot of money. He's a powerful stick. He can play. Loves the park, too. Loves the park. He can play right field. He can play first base. I don't hate that, especially if Brandon Nemo's over there getting eight years. So what if the offseason was Correa and Hanniger and a Will Myers type? I love Michael Conforto, but he's left-handed. Still need a pitcher, I think, in that mix. And a pitcher, okay, yes. Yeah. Okay. And 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 whether that's Koda Sanga, seriously, or if it's a collection of Chris Bassett, something like that. If I get, if the Giants give you that off-season, you okay? Is Correa part of it? Yes. The, yes. Then you make the cut on the number, and you're around for the weekend. Okay. But I mean, pending how the rest of it goes. Uh -huh. I, I I think that that's probably it's okay if you get Carlos Correa it's better than okay and I, I know, agree Carlos Correa by the way legit. not of all the free agents out there I want everyone to understand all these big names Carlos is the two seed well I'm, I'm that's looking, the two seed I'm Aaron Judge is the one right now Fangraphs ranked all of the free agents yeah. based on WAR from last year Carlos Correa was eighth ranked based on just last year's WAR right and if you go through of the top. 15, there's only three guys left. Dansby Swanson, 
who's not coming to the Giants. We're all pretty, they're not even in on Dansby Swanson. Yeah. Carlos Rodon, who opted out, and I I can't foresee. Uh, yeah, like we're asking for starters. Let's not leave him out of the mix. I'd love it. I don't right. think it's going to happen, but that would be amazing too. I, I just can't foresee based on the way that he departed. He said, I'm good on making one final appearance, and he couldn't have opted out any faster. Right. Right. Well, he, he earned that. Yeah, he that's, did. He that's business. It. it is. I don't think he hated the Giants by any stretch. No, but I don't think he loved the Giants. I don't think he, no, I, I, I don't, I think he did. I just think he wants his contract. Right. And I don't think the Giants are going to, like, Carlos, I don't think the Giants are going to want to give him six I think years. Carlos Rodon's going to leave here the same way Chris Bryant did. Chris Bryant said it. I don't know if anybody saw the interview after he left. He's like, I loved the Giants, and they made me, like, a great two-year, three-year offer. But that's the way they're rocking. Right. And and they want to keep that flexibility, and I understand it, and I respect it, but I'm going to go get my, my deal. And he did, and then he barely played. Right. So if you look at, you know, I'm looking at this list of guys. Swanson's not coming. Rodon opted out. Carlos Correa is ranked eighth, according to Fangraphs, from last year's war. And I know he's probably the number two or number three free agent overall. I agree with you. If he doesn't come... Then you start moving down the list, and you get to Ross Stripling and Corey Kluber and Brandon Drury and <laughs> Ben Intendi and Chris Stripling. Bassett. And, you know, you missed out on Brandon Nemo, who was up there in the top 15. And as you get down the list, all of a sudden, if you don't get Correa, Dude. to me, you're in a situation where it's impossible for them to spin this as anything short of a disaster. This is incredibly disappointing yeah. after the discussion we have because, as we've said a number of times, there were a bunch of quotes attributed to the Giants that were not quotes. We will not be outbid. Nobody says that. Nobody says that, and the Giants didn't say that. What they did say is we have the resources to be involved in every conversation. Right. And we are well aware of, as Greg Johnson said it, the slugger in New York, and we are well aware of the shortstops. And then behind closed doors, the indications have been given to the specific Giants beat writers. These are the people where we have interest. Judge is one of them. Correa is definitely one of them. The guys yeah. at the top of the board. So, didn't get Judge. You, if you're going to say all that, and I, you and I had this conversation a number of times. I was excited by the tone the Giants set. Definitely. Because it put pressure on themselves. They had to go spend big. That pressure remains. For me, the the balloon has not been popped until Correa's off the board. Because I was always it judge, quite frankly, or Correa. It but it has to be somebody with pizzazz. It had to be a big commitment. It had to be somebody who fit the bill for this team. Quite frankly, those are the two guys. I think it's passable to miss out on Judge, a career Yankee who wanted to remain in pinstripes. I think that's passable. Correa doesn't have that. His team that he's leaving, he was there for one year. And quite frankly, he was using them to build his platform for this right. moment. So Correa could go anywhere. He can absolutely go anywhere. There's no loyalty, I don't think, to any team for Carlos Correa you got to go win that battle. And you, you talked go about it. the balloons not popped yet, but it's like one of those birthday balloons that you get that's, uh, I think it's mylar is the material where, you know, you got that balloon and it's not totally deflated, but it's not flying to the ceiling anymore. It's kind of ha- floating between the floor and the ceiling. And you look at that balloon, it's like, we should probably throw that balloon out, but we're going we're gonna to keep this balloon a little bit longer. It's not a deflated balloon, but it's a sagging balloon. <laughs> and if you don't get Carlos Correa, then somebody goes in and pops a hole in that balloon, and you might as well throw that thing in the garbage because there's nobody left out there that would salvage this offseason if you don't get Correa. I think the Giants are very open to seeing Brandon Crawford at third base. Well, don't they already have a S-ton of third baseman? They do, but but they don't ever see that as bad. They love that we've got five guys who can play first base. Five guys who can play third base. I'll tell you what they don't have. They don't have anyone who can play third base who's left-handed. Or anybody who can play first base right now. Correct. I mean, first well, base... Lamont, Lamont Wade. Lamont yeah, Wade can okay, play there. And, first. And, and I know he was bad last year. They think that they think that that's going to trend back in the at least a little bit in the direction of the year before. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I do think that they are 
intrigued by the idea or open to the idea. I know a lot of people want to know that. Like, if Correa comes, what does... That will be in that opening press conference, right? Like, what the hell are you going to do with Brandon Crawford? And uh, and I think that the Giants will give you an answer of something to the effect of those things work themselves out. And uh, we love Brandon Crawford. He's a career giant. And, uh, and, and he's going to be involved in this team. I think that third base... Could absolutely be a, a, a Crawford, VR, J.D. Davis, Wilmer Flores. A lot of the guys who play third can also play first. It would and, be weird seeing Brandon Crawford play anywhere other than short. Well, I mean, we'd get used to it. I don't know if Brandon, can Brandon also spell Tyro Estrada at second? And be left-handed in second. I don't know that Brandon that wants would be to do, even more weird. I don't know if he wants to do this, but I don't know if you get a choice. You don't have a choice. This is a major organization that needs to do something, and they can't. Brandon Crawford's feelings, unfortunately, cannot be considered in this process. And if he's really the pro that we all think that he is, and I believe that he is about as professional of a baseball player as anybody I've ever spoken to, and I had a chance to talk to him back in. Must have been 2009 when he came down from AA to be a part of the San Jose Giants in the Cal League World Series. I spent some time with him down in Rancho Cucamonga. Mm-hmm. Whoop, whoop. And uh, <laughs> he was as solid then as he is now. Just yep. a good, solid dude, a professional baseball player. So if he knows that they can get Carlos Correa, and he knows that Correa makes him a better team, he's not going to stand in the way and say, I won't move from shortstop. Well, he's not going to have a choice. He's not going to have a choice. No, but I mean, the, the other choice is to pout or hold out or to fake injury. There's a lot of things that baseball players, that pro athletes can do. I don't see him doing any of those. Well, Mark. listen, we talk so much about load management with the Golden State Warriors. I don't think that you want to go into this year thinking we need 150 games out of Brandon Crawford. He's not of an age to do that. He got hurt last year. They're going to need options. In fact, there was only one position on the whole field where they were really up a creek when someone got hurt, and it was Brandon Crawford because they didn't have a great option at shortstop. Estrada can do it a little bit, but they didn't really have anyone that can do that. Relying on him to be the only shortstop actually Actually would seem a little bit odd uh, going into uh, to this year. So I know we went into the last offseason with, hey, who are your everyday players? And if they don't get Correa, they're coming right back with a whole bunch of we still don't have any everyday players. I mean, that's what you're coming back with right now. Coming back think, with Willem Dafoe and Charlie Sheen I in think, Platoon. I think they'd love a healthy Hanniger to play almost every day, whether it's in the outfield, D.H., you know, I think Hanniger helper. <laughs> Go ahead and mark that down for April. Might be a five actually on <laughs> Thank Friday. You. <laughs> Thank you. Right, but uh, Joey Bart's going to be <laughs> Joey Bart's going to be the catching version of an everyday player. Tyro Estrada will be an everyday player. The but catching version's like what 110 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nowadays, need, you yeah. need like you need someone who's going to bat third, play 150 games for you. The Giants have to go get. Carlos Correa. They don't have a three, have four, to. or a five hitter right now. You've got a bunch of twos, sixes, sevens, and eights based on the way. I, I mean, John Peterson uh, half the time is a three, four, five. I, d- guy, I don't but. mind the middle of the order if you add Correa to this team. And I know that Hanniger's got injury questions, but he yeah. hits like that when he's in the lineup. He does. And so I, the, the middle of the order is fine. Again, if you have Correa, that's why this is such an incredible fork in the road. And a, and a very uncomfortable situation for Giants fans and an even more uncomfortable situation for the Giants in negotiations because you're sitting in a room right now with Carlos Correa and the biggest agent in the history of the sport. And he's looking at you and he knows you need this. You're desperate. You're banking. We used to play cards, right? Me and my friends in high school. And what was you your can, game? Well, I can't say the name of the game because it's a cuss word. But like BS. Uh, no, it starts with uh, a h. But anyway, oh, like yeah, same yeah, idea. Like and you'd that look. Game was mean. You right, and you'd look at someone and you know when they're and, and be like, oh, he's banking, he's banking. In other words, he just made a play, and if it doesn't get around the room and back to him, he is out and he's up a creek. Giants. Isn't that the game where you get to boss people around if you're if you lose out? A little bit. Yeah. I mean not like emotionally. <laughs> I don't, don't know how to, you guys play. You don't it. get to abuse anyone. Oh yeah. You well do. we do that to each other anyway. Okay. I mean like okay. we're a group of high school friends. Sure. Right. But the Giants are banking. And and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. So if I'm Carlos, I'm gonna use that as my Saint Regis hotel moment. Like I'm gonna walk into the Giants and be like, I got you. 
we played this. You didn't get Judge. We waited until Trey Turner and Xander Bogart signed. I am the last big fish, and you need a big fish. So, Farhan, what are you going to do about it? What you going to do, Zaidi? Now, here's the beauty for the Giants. Just pay the man. It's just money. You got you going Teddy KGB right now on me? Who, who cares if it's pay three, that man his money? Three twenty, three thirty, whatever, whatever. Just do it. It's all going to be fine. Him. Farhan's meeting with Boris right now, and he's picking his Oreos in half. Pay that man his money. And Boris knows exactly what he's going to do. Seriously, yeah. Farhan calls Boris and goes, "We wanted to check in on uh, on Korea," and 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 Boris goes, "Check." Check 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 Will and Diddy. On 95.7 The Game. All right, glad you're with us. Coming up at the top of the hour, Buster Olney. So we'll get the latest on the winter meetings and where he places the conversation with regard to the Giants. Carlos Correa or Cardone Correa or Carl Correa or whatever his name will end up being on Twitter right. when he signs somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you got to make sure that you spell check and fact check when that release happens. I don't know if it happens today. I hope it does. I have no idea. Like, the, here's the other thing that we don't we don't know a darn thing about timing when it comes to Correa. I'm going to T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Give baseball this credit. We talked for... Uh, I mean, now years. Like, hey, baseball, when are you going to sort of streamline this sucker so it's like the NFL and NBA and we can condense a lot of big signings at once? You can own social media. Free agency the last few years has just dragged yeah. and dragged and into January and February. Like, the big names are all going off the board. But Aaron Judge told you publicly, I want this done quickly. Carlos Correa has never said that. Right. So I have no idea when this is going to happen. Yeah. And it might be after Christmas for all I know. Or it might be after Dansby, I think. If you're Carlos Correa, you're waiting for Dansby Swanson. And you're thinking, whatever Dansby gets, I'm looking for 5 to 10% more. He's definitely more than Dansby. But he's definitely going to be more than than Xander and Trey, who I think are going to be more than Dansby. So maybe he's already got that comp. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. But I I also think that if you're the fourth of the four big shortstops to go, the demand rapidly. Ratchets up and your price can go up accordingly. No doubt about it. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the 49ers and the big game against the Bucks coming up this weekend. And really excited to bring on former Bucks quarterback, Vikings as well, been around the league and uh, a name that's well known. And that's Brad Johnson. Hey, Brad, welcome to the show. You're on with Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. How are you? 
I'm doing great, man. Appreciate you guys reaching out. Yeah, absolutely. No, fun to have you on, and I wonder if you even know, like, over the last five years, do you know how often your name comes up when we're making comparisons to Jimmy Garoppolo and and, and sort of his career? Are you even aware of that? <laughs> no, I don't have a tracker on that. So I think when you play as long as I've played, uh, 17 years, I've, I've been, uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of stats or comparisons with a lot of different people. But honestly, I've enjoyed, you know, I, I enjoy watching quarterbacks and how their career, you know, whether they're a first-round pick or whether they're free agent kind of guys and see how they, you know, how, how did your journey happen? You know, how did you get through your college deal? How did you get through your pros? And what what's your story, you know? And, and obviously, you know, with, with Garoppolo come from Eastern Washington and then, you know, picked to New England and had to deal with, Fighting for time and getting traded to, to, you know, San Fran being there for six years and going to a Super Bowl and championship game and ups and downs of a career. Like, it's crazy. So, I, I you know, I'm excited for all quarterbacks. Obviously, now Brock Purdy's getting ready to play, but it's, it's fun to keep up with uh, just the, the league itself. Do you feel a certain amount of disrespect, though, when your name is thrown out as sort of these one-hit wonders or even almost fluky quarterbacks who the team kind of won in spite of? Well, you know, it's funny. I got a record better than a lot of some of those guys made Hall of Fame. Took three three teams to the playoffs. Um, set a record for throwing over sixty percent for thirteen straight years. Won a Super Bowl. You know, had twenty seven come from behind victories. Those kind of things. And so, it's really about how your story is sold. To be honest with you, and you know those kind of things. And there's only thirty five guys that have ever won a Super Bowl. Thirty one are still living. And uh, to be the ninth round draft pick to do it, to overcome everything I did, I think it's uh, it's a story that needs, uh, it's almost a, a movie itself. Yeah, ninth round draft pick. People look at you now, they're like, what the hell is that? I don't even know what, what does that mean, ninth round draft pick? Yeah, it really is. And at that time, uh, there was 12 rounds that were in the draft. And then when you look at it, um, you know, those guys that won the Super Bowls, you know, I'd say about 80% of those guys have, with first round picks and then you know guys later that did it was you know Kurt Warner did it as a free agent uh Tom Brady did it as a sixth round pick I did it as a ninth round pick and then it's you better get on up to the second round and for the guys that have won it so it's a unique story but in the, to play in that league uh it's, it's it's about opportunity then coming through when your opportunity comes when you get that chance I think you referenced something that leads to why your name comes up here in in the Bay Area with regard to Jimmy Garoppolo so much. Your career record as a quarterback starter is 72 and 53. And we hear this a lot. Jimmy Garoppolo's I think is 42 and 19. And so there's there's the comparison. You've won, you've won consistently, but people look at it and 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 still it's it's it doesn't look like a Mahomes or an Allen. When when you see people talk about Jimmy Garoppolo that way and say, "Ah, Niners win not because of him, but in spite of him, he's a game manager." Yet every time he's healthy, they go on winning streaks. What's your reaction to that? No doubt about it. And, and honestly, if you ask Peyton Manning, you ask Tom Brady, you ask Drew Brees, a game manager honestly is one of the highest compliments you could ever have. If you're if you're playing tennis, you better hit that first serve in. If, if you're playing golf, you better hit that ball down the fairway. <laughs> There's got to be some kind of management. And the number one trait as far as losing, winning games, say what you want to say with stats, is, is turnovers. So when, when I look at Troy Aikman's career, like he had an unbelievable career, winning three Super Bowls, and and he had a great offense, great defense. But every week he was going to throw one or two touchdowns, but he wasn't going to throw that, that crucial pick. And and it's incredible. Like And to be able to win games – and you get you, you run the plays that the coach calls, you know, and and so you know Troy probably didn't get a lot of touchdowns because Emma Smith got a lot of those easier touchdowns in the red zone, you know. And so with Garoppolo doing what he's doing, uh, he's winning ball games. Like what what are you complaining about? Like let's, let's be excited about it. Like we got a winning quarterback, we got someone that gives us a chance week in week out. He did take us to a Super Bowl. He did take us to the NFC Championship game. So. Like it's hard to it's hard to make the playoffs. It's hard to get to that next level. So um, I, I commend I commend um, Garoppolo. Obviously, he didn't get any reps in training camp, <laughs> and then coming off the street like he did, and then to have the year that he had, you know, to be, you know be where they are. You know, I, I wish the guy would get more respect for sure. Super Bowl champ Brad Johnson here on ninety five seven. The game you mentioned Brock Purdy before. What 
is the difficulty level of the task he now has of going from QB3 to the backup to now being asked to start for a team with realistic Super Bowl aspirations? Well, you got to be thrown into the fire at some point. And in someone, his situation, I always say it's, you know, um, it's better to be prepared and not have an opportunity than have an opportunity and not be prepared. And so with that being said, like Brock, he probably, he probably had, didn't get many reps in, in training camp and didn't get, he only got scout team reps the whole season. And so if a kid like that, a seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant, you got to go back to his college career. He threw over 1,500 passes in college. So he's used to starting, he's used to playing, he's used to being in that, you know, close, tough games, those kind of situations. Right now, the team's eight and four. Um, you know, you have one of the, you have a great play caller in Kyle Shanahan a great QB coach and Brian Greasy, a great supporting cast with your team. So he's got to go out there and just, you know, honestly manage the game, make the plays when they're there, and, and give yourself a chance to win. So I'm excited for Brock, uh, tough competitor, and um, obviously getting his first start against the great uh, Tom Brady. It's a... Uh, going to be pretty cool for him, I'm sure. Yeah, Brad, I mean, you talk about the experience he had in college and and, and many do that, and, and now we've got this quick glimpse of him in an NFL game, and it, it actually looked pretty solid. But, I, you know, you didn't start a game in the NFL until you were 28. Uh, he's 22. What's the difference for him in terms of, you know, getting thrown into a game against Miami, but now you're the starter. What else comes with that for him? Uh, the grind. Uh, you're, you're the guy everyone is looking at. You're the one that runs the walkthroughs. You're, all the plays come through you in the meetings. They're finally talking to you, and they're not talking to the other two quarterbacks that are starting in front of you. <laughs> um, you know, you're the one that has to handle the microphone after the game, and uh, you're the hero of the goat that comes with it. But, but I do think kids are actually prepared more now. Um, you know, they're doing seven on seven in middle schools. They're having check with me in, in high school. We talked about the 1,500 throws. In the four years they started at Iowa State, so he has a lot of practice time. He's a game. He's game ready from that standpoint. And then you just got to be, you know, you got to get your chance to actually play at the NFL level. Uh, obviously, won last week, and then but he's, he's getting ready to go through a great stretch here. I mean, they're, they're getting ready. I mean, you, yeah, I mean, you got the Bucks this weekend. You got a chance to win it at home. You get Seattle. You get Washington. You get the Raiders. You get Cardinals. Like you got a chance to make a run at it here, and it's it's hard to get that opportunity. I know he'll be ready though. He's got great podcast with the coaches and players. How important is it in terms of system and fit for Brock Purdy? When you won the Super Bowl in 02, you had John Gruden, great defense like the Niners do this year, great offensive system, talent around you. How important will that be for Brock Purdy as he tries to make a Brad Johnsonian type of run? Well, you're not going to win a Super Bowl if you don't have guys on that team that can potentially make Hall of Fame. And guys are going to make the Pro Bowl. And great coaches, great assistants that later will become head coaches in this league. And that's what that's what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have built there with the 49ers. Great team has, has proven over the last three or four years especially. They built the, they built the organization up. And so he has a great supporting cast. Uh, he's in an offense. He's in an offense. Uh, it's, it's just fun to play with. They all the shifts, the motions, the play action game. That'll fit Brock perfect. And they just got to make the read, make the throw, make the play. Um, Brad, uh, I guess Kyle Shanahan was on your staff in '04 in in Tampa. Quality control. Do you, do, do you even remember Kyle Shanahan? <laughs> I do. Kyle was the water boy. He was the. Uh, he was the uh, make the copies for Coach Gruden. He was the light switch guy, turn it on and off, and get the the projector working. Uh, he was that guy, but he was also he he called the twenty for twenty. He was you know he was twenty years old, working twenty hour days, and he was sleeping in the facility you know five and a half days a week. Uh, he loved football, and you knew he was going to be great. Uh, our receiver receivers at that time were Keyshawn Johnson and Keenan McCardell and Joe Jarvis and. And Kyle was respected by everyone. Like, if they had a question, they were not afraid to ask Kyle. I was not afraid to ask Kyle. You knew greatness was written all over his forehead, and and, uh, and he's, he's proven it over time. He, you know, he's been in different teams. He's won with different quarterbacks, and that's the greatness of him. He's able to adjust with any kind of quarterback and, and his, his system. A lot, of quarter, a lot of coaches, they run their system. They're not able to adjust it to the types of players that they have with the quarterback and just being um, – and being kind of one with them, and being able to not just teach one, but he's able to teach the whole teach the whole room of quarterbacks that he has. So it's pretty uh, 
uh, pretty unique trait that he has. Brad, that's a high compliment, but is it possible that we're paying too many people if there's a light switch guy? Did you really need to hire a light switch guy? <laughs> well, he was that guy. You got to earn. You got to earn your keep, earn your way. Uh, Gruden made it tough on him, and then I'm, you know, he kind of beat Gruden a couple of times when he became a head coach too. But uh, he knew the work ethic that he had. Obviously, his dad. He, he grew up, you know, watching John Elway and you know talking about Super Bowls and winning them. And, and he was a player in college, but he knew he was always going to be a coach. So it's kind of fun to watch him, uh, the evolution of him. Where have you found more success, Brad, as an NFL quarterback or as a TikTok influencer? <laughs> I've had fun on TikTok. It's Big Bad Brad 14. I made all kinds of trick shots with football and basketball. I had my time playing in the league. Um, and now I've been coaching high school football, coaching my kids. I've got two boys. They play at Texas A&M, and I just the TikTok, all the trick shots. I've had fun doing it, and hopefully everyone enjoys it. And, and uh, mine's real. I didn't. I don't. I don't do any editing or anything fake. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, uh, two just... basketball thirty second challenge. How many you can make? And he's up there just trying to score a little layup after layup with a big smile on his face. Brad, you're you're doing what quarterbacks are supposed to do after their forty fifth birthday. What the hell is Tom? Brady? Will you tell Brady to just graduate to TikTok already, please? No doubt. He's got all the followers, but I have more fun doing mine because I don't edit. I, I don't have a company that does it. It's me, a tripod, and I got a little sweat on my forehead trying to get it all done. But uh, it, it's fun doing what I'm doing. You need to have more fun, Brad. I'm looking at your videos right now as he's trying to throw footballs into a basketball hoop from about 70 feet. And the grin, ear to ear, you might be breaking the camera. You're smiling so big. <laughs> hey, everyone asks me how long does it take to do that stuff. I tell them, listen. It takes a lifetime of practice. It takes where it takes. And uh, sometimes it's first time, first take. But I've had fun doing it, man. So hopefully everyone enjoys all my stuff I put out there. Brad, uh, <laughs> a ton of fun to have you on, I man. I can't get enough of your feet right now. <laughs> Absolutely, right. Greg. It's incredible. It's, it's often imitated and never duplicated. You'll see that in all the in all the TikToks, all the stuff out there. It's like it's. It is wild from the stuff I did on there. So Big Bad Brad 14. I mean, I'm officially a follower. Ga game manager, my rear end. You're elite, Brad. Yeah. Don't ever let, don't let anyone <laughs> tell you different. Yeah, hey, if you ain't got a ring, you ain't got nothing. So I, I got to put my bag, too. So tell everyone enjoy that. Brad, Brad thank Love you so, it. man. So thank good. you so much. Man. That was a ton of fun. Appreciate it, guys. All right, there he goes. Brad Johnson. Shots fired at Tom Brady. He's like, yeah, he's got an editor. Mine's real. Take that. It's yeah. spectacular. No, it's hilarious. And I just was clicking through some of the videos real quick. And he's throwing a football across a tennis court into a hoop. Oh, and he gosh. makes both of them back-to-back -back in Steph Curry-like fashion. It's what we all want in life, right? We want our job to be good enough so that when we get to... I mean, he's only 54 years old. This is not an old man by like any stretch. He's saying only 54. Yeah, that makes me feel good. he's only 54. He's just getting started, brother. But, like, the difference is, is you got a baby and you have to come here and talk to me every day. Brad's done with the grind. He's hucking footballs on a tennis court. Like, man, I don't know. Do you want to be, maybe we'll go make a grilled cheese next. Totally. Like, I mean, he's got... <laughs> No edits either. Well, it's, all, it's all anybody wants in yeah. life. He's not missing those football throws, but he did <laughs> miss one thing in the interview. Uh, he said there has been 35 quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl. There have actually been 34 oh. to ever win the Super Bowl. And he also said... Maybe he was counting Brock Purdy, and maybe he knows something we don't. I, yeah. Well, it could be 35 oh, this year boy. if Brady doesn't win, or Mahomes, or Aaron Rodgers, or any of the other guys who have already won a Super Bowl. Did I hear him also say 31 are still alive? I think that's right. I'd Is have, that right? Yeah, that might be. And don't do game show music. I have no, no. idea. No, don't. I don't know who the passed away quarterbacks are. I know are. Bart Starr has passed. Bart Starr. Len Dawson recently passed. Okay. And uh, that Kenny might Stabler. Kenny Stabler Kenny has Stabler. passed. There as I'm you just, go. I'm quickly going down the list, and that that might be the only ones who. Uh, so he added a dead away. quarterback. Because no, he said 35 and 31 are alive, and you're saying there's only 34, and if there's only three that have passed away, he added a dead quarterback. Right, and he also added a quarterback to have won the Super Bowl, and, and I, I want to bring in game show music in a moment because I actually, before we had Brad Johnson on, I was thinking the same thing that he thought. What percentage of quarterbacks who have won the Super Bowl were actually drafted in the first round? Spadoni, if you would, please. Wait, uh, Forget per the percentage. Percentage number? Okay. 34 quarterbacks yeah. have ever won a Super Bowl. Okay. How many of those 34 were drafted in 
the first round. Now, Brad Johnson said, I think he said 90%. Uh, well, I think is, that what we... He made a reference to what, it. what do we say? The number of quarterbacks who've won a Super Bowl who were not drafted in the first round has to be is like four. I'm going to say four. Four quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl that who were, were not, not drafted in the first round. Is that correct? That's your guess? Yes, I go four. Kyle, do you have a guess? Or Spadone from the back as we uh, roll through this? Um, of I the think 34 quarterbacks a- who've won, I'm sorry. Of the 34 quarterbacks who've won a Super Bowl, how many were not drafted in the first round? Right. I'm going to say somewhere closer to like 10. Because I think there were a lot of quarterbacks early who were probably not drafted in the first round. Spadone? I'll go nine. Yeah, the, the correct answer is 15. Oh, 15 quarterbacks not drafted in the first round. Well, then, I, then, I, then I stand corrected. Brock Purdy has got this thing. Exactly. It's done. That's kind of my point. Uh, Kyle makes a, a great case because Bart Starr, <laughs> Bart Starr himself was drafted in the 17th round. Out of Alabama. Well, I did. Yeah, I would not have gotten that. I didn't know there was such thing as the seventeenth round yeah, back in the Johnny day. Johnny Unitas, Roger Staubach, not first rounders. Kenny Stabler, Joe Montana, Joe Thiesman, uh, Hostetler, as we talked about before. Mark Rippin, Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, the only undrafted quarterback to yeah. ever win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady, the aforementioned Brad Johnson, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, oh, Drew Brees, and that's right. Big He's- Stick Nick. Nick Foles, fifteen. Okay. Do we do we think the conversation with Brock Purdy would be any different if he had gotten undrafted instead of being picked with the last pick? Yes. Like, would we be like an yes. undrafted quarterback? Yes. Has that ever instead happened? Instead, it's Mr. Yeah, Kurt Warner. Yeah, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner, right, right, the only right, right, right. undrafted. And just one last follow up while we have the game show music handy, and this will be for the three of you as well. How many <laughs> number one picks overall have ever won? The Super Bowl, oh, because we know boy. that 19 first-round quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl. Number one How many overall. number one overall Shoot. have ever won the Super Bowl? Well, Pey- uh, well, I'm just going to try to name them. As Pey- a starter? Uh, well, just, uh, yes, as a starting yeah. quarterback. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. Peyton yeah. Manning. Uh, Matthew Stafford. That's two. Um, boof. <laughs> Um, and I will say, just as the one caveat, number one overall drafted in the NFL because Joe Namath was number one right. in the AFL. He was a first rounder in the NFL, but he was not number one in oh, the NFL. You've geez. got Stafford and Peyton Manning. Stafford, Peyton Manning. Um, Steve Young. Correct. That's three. Scat da 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 da. I mean, because now you're going way back, and I have no idea when when some of those players were drafted. Um, John Elway, that's number four. John Elway, good. Elway is good, four. good, 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 good. Uh, there's there's one that got mentioned by Brad Johnson in his interview, who was taken number one overall. He referenced him and his inability to turn the ball over. I wasn't listening to Brad Johnson when he was talking. Troy Aikman uh, was oh, the quarterback you referenced. See, you know what? You're 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 already in an era where I won't remember who was when they were drafted. Terry Bradshaw. See, I would not have known that. Jim Plunkett. Great. And the one you should have gotten that we Which forget is? about? Eli Manning. Oh right. Eli that I Manning. Bradshaw, that I Plunkett, gotten. Aikman, Young Elway, Peyton, Eli, and Stafford. So How many eight, is that? Eight. So eight number one so overall. Almost a quarter of the of the quarterbacks who've won Super Bowl are number one overall. Right. Okay. okay. So, and we can look at all the other quarterbacks taking number one overall who haven't won the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's probably a greater number than those who have won yeah, look, Super Bowls. Look, the bottom line is I, there, there's no rule against Brock Purdy being a good NFL player, and he may well be. And we have enough evidence that even as Brad Johnson said, you don't have to, uh, you don't have to be great Statistically, right. if you've got a really good turning wheel around you, and Brock Purdy does. The other side to this, though, that's being left out, we're talking about Brock as if he's a seventh-round draft pick who's been here for a minute. If Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl at age 28, that's very different than what Absolutely. all of you are asking him to do now. He's not just a seventh-rounder, and quite frankly, that's now irrelevant. No pun intended. <laughs> the point is, is he's 22, and he's never started a game. Right. He's never started a game. That, to me, is a bigger 
point. And, and, if he would have started week one, oh, it would be a different conversation. A totally different have. conversation. Totally different conversation. And of the 15 uh, quarterbacks who've won the Super Bowl outside the first round, all of them were veterans of at least some level as right. opposed to a guy who's never started what before. What year was Roethlisberger when he won that Super Bowl? The, the Steelers over the Seahawks. Oh, four? But, but, but what year in his career? Second. Second year, right? That's the, isn't that the, the youngest uh, within a career that anyone is at? No rookie has ever won the Super Bowl before. Correct. And we're not even talking about a rookie. We're talking about a rookie who's making his first start in week 14. So I, I, I'm not here to say he can't do it. I'm not here to say I saw anything that I didn't like. Even the interception he threw bothered me zero last week. It was nothing but positive. He can go win NFL football games under Kyle Shanahan, surrounded by Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and those receivers. Those things are all true. I would like 49er fans to be aware yes. of what you're asking him to do because it would be generational. Absolutely. It would be iconic. To your point, Big Ben had started 25 regular season games. Yeah. He was 22-3. and three. Mark, as a starter in the regular year before that playoff run. And oh, by the way, he had two playoff games the year before he won the Super Bowl. So you can't compare this to that in right. any way. Even Jimmy. So Jimmy goes to the Super Bowl in 2019 with a great defense. How many games had he started? How many games had Jimmy Garoppolo started? He had started in the NFL? two in New England and then six with the 49ers in that first year. Right. Then a couple before he got hurt. Right, so he had started. I think, if I'm, if my memory serves, he had started eight football games before that season. Prior to that season, and then he ends up in the Super Bowl after starting 16 games so, yeah. and two playoff games. Exactly. So 16, eight. So this is kind of like a big bend. That Super Bowl was his 27th start. Brock's about to get <clears throat> his first. Oh boy! So Super Bowl or bust. Give the guy, <laughs> give the guy a second, okay? Give him a second. Give him a second. Uh, we're going to give a bunch of seconds to uh, Buster Olney. He's going to join us next. Correa to the Giants. When? How likely? What the hell are they waiting for? We'll get to all of that with Buster Olney in just moments. Don't forget to check all the boxes on your holiday shopping list. You can do that with new items at 957thegameshop.com. What are you doing? T-shirts are favorite. 957thegameshop.com. And what's up next on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. Buster only next on Willard and Dibs. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 